I want to give you five, five verses this morning. The Lord woke me up probably about four o'clock in the morning. I couldn't go back to bed. And these things just came to my heart real quick. And just, uh, just, and I had to get my phone and, 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 and text myself. How many of you ever text yourself before? I text myself. So I'm reading these scriptures in the phone because I didn't know all of their addresses. You know, I just knew the scriptures were familiar with the scriptures. So I'm spitting them out and I tried to go back to get in bed and he gave me a couple more. So I roll over, get the phone back out, send me another text. So I sent me two or three texts of these scriptures and then got up. And uh, that's kind of the scriptures I want to give you this morning. But they pertain to the, the, the ending of your fast and uh, what, what your fast did for you and... Uh, and, and now what? what, what to do beyond the fast. And again, if you're a visitor, you've never been here before, or you didn't participate in the fast because you'd never done that. And you're like, I don't know you. I've been here like two times and my wife made me come. I get it. Uh, so even, even if you didn't participate, participate in the fast, anything you do for God, there's a return on that investment anything so you'll be able to take any one of these scriptures apply them to your life because there's always a return on God's investment how many ever got an NSF check before how many ever wrote it in it don't raise your hand I'm just saying hypothetically don't raise your hand you're like I bounce checks all over town uh, 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 if you've ever gotten an NSF check or if you've ever written an NSF check then you know what's NSF stand for how y'all know yeah, get y'all bouncing checks all over town. Uh, Non-sufficient funds. That just means that there's not enough in the account to back it up. But how many of y'all know God's not that way? God's never written an NSF check. He's always, he's always got enough to back it up. So whether you fasted one day or you fasted 21 days, there'll be a return on that investment. If you just gave up one meal for Jesus, there'll be a return on that investment. The Bible says, that he, said, he says, my word never returns void. Another, and he says, it always accomplishes what I sent it out to do. So just one step towards him is a step in the right direction. And I know that sometimes people say, <laughs> over the fast, people tell me, to say, man, I accidentally ate some chicken. That's what they tell me. They say, I forgot we was fasting and this happened. And before I knew it, I was taking a bite out of a chicken leg, but I spit it out, but I still had some chicken in my mouth and it tasted good. So I kind of swallowed it. And, you know, people, and people get really, really hung up on a, a chicken crumb in their mouth. And then they'll beat themselves up over whether these little nuance, how many of y'all know God's not up there beating you up today, whether you fasted one meal or 50 meals, fasting doesn't change him, it changes you. And I can tell you over the next, over the past 21 days, the Lord just wanted me to tell you, you didn't go backwards, you went forwards. Whether you took one step or 21 steps, you did not go backwards. You absolutely went forward. And on this planet, there's seven and a half billion people and a bunch of them didn't even acknowledge God the past 21 days, but you did. You acknowledged him, that he's real and he's alive and you gave up a meal for him. And there'll be a return on that investment. Nothing that is done in his kingdom is void. It always accomplishes what he set out to do. And I know that there was times, especially early on, like we've been doing this fast for, 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 for several years. And there was times, and me and Elizabeth actually have talked about it, to where, uh, and I've shared this with, with some of you, that, that we did no meats, no sweets, but we ate so much other junk. 
<laughs> we actually like gained 10 pounds during no meats, no sweets because we were just like, right? Just eating Raymond noodles because they're good, right? <laughs> Bowl me four packs at one time because they're good, right? And, and you get through the end of it and you think, man, I did, I did worse than I did before. And, but how many of y'all know you live and learn? How many of y'all know I didn't eat four packs of Raymond noodles this time? I just didn't. Why? Because I've just learned to just go forward. And the first verse I want to show you, the Lord gave me uh, for you is Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24. It says, he that faints in the day of adversity, his strength is small. He that faints in the day of adversity, his strength is small. And whenever you first read that, I know whenever I first read it, I kind of think like, man, I fainted in the day of adversity, so I'm a failure, and I missed it, and I screwed up, and, and, and I'm small, and, and we can kind of beat ourselves up. But you know, the Bible doesn't say that you're small. He just says that your strength's small. If you faint in the day of adversity, God doesn't see you as small, right? If, if, if you were the one with the chicken leg, and even if you ate the whole chicken leg, God didn't say that you're small. He just said that your strength is small. And the reason why that we're fasting or why we did fast was just to develop our strength so that the things that kicked our butt in 17 won't kick our butt in 18, right? Just so every year we're just getting more strength, the strength to control our mouth, the strength to control our appetites, the strength to control our attitudes, the strength to control whether or not we get up and go to church in the morning, every Sunday, not once a month. You know, the national average of committed Christians is once a month church attendance. Uh, but how I many of you know we fasted so that our strength wouldn't stay small? I mean, I know God doesn't want your strength to stay small. I've been encouraging my, my son here. Got to start doing some push-ups and stuff, right? Doing a little sit-ups. Got to get them abs going in the right direction, right? Because athletics, he wants to do athletics in his future. Well, there's going to have to be some type of movement to get going the right direction. And how, and, and, and how, how do you build strength? Anybody want to know? Exercise. That's it, baby. Exercise. So your fasting was just an exercise. It was just an exercise. It was you developing your strength so that your strength won't stay small. But what happens is, is where's the other place? Where, where do we get our strength from? Anybody know? The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is our the joy of the Lord is our strength. But what happens is, is whenever we fall, whenever we mess up or we faint or we slip up or we fall off of the wagon, immediately there comes voices in our head that say, you're a failure, you're small, you screwed up, you're not going to make it. But God never said that. God said that your strength is small. But the one thing he don't want you to lose is what? Your joy. Because if you lose your joy, you lose your ability to even get strength or have strength. So my encouragement is whether you did all 21 days or none of the 21 days, don't let the enemy steal your joy and rob you of your joy if you ate an Oreo. No, no, no. Just say, you're not going to have my joy because the joy is my strength. And I'm going to pick my head up and I'm going to move on and I'm growing in my strength. I'm growing in my understanding. And you're, you, you went forward the past 21 days. You went forward, I promise you. But I want to show you some things that your, that your fasting did for you. I'm going to keep you for about uh, 
10 or 15 more minutes and then we're gonna go out there, break the fast together and there's some cotton candy and some ice cream and there's some Lindor truffles, which is my favorite candy and there's some, there's some pig in the blankets, Hebrew nationals. I know, I'm just trying to get your attention back. That's all I'm doing, just trying to get, just trying to get the attention. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the shepherd hook out there, just bringing you back into the fold. You started to drift. Just bringing you back. The mustard in the Hebrew nationals is coming. Just hold, just hold for it. 15 more minutes. But I want to show you what, what your fasting did for you. And these are scriptures the Lord gave, gave me for you. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. He says, do not or don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. We just had 21 days of planting. That's all it was. We just sowed a meal into God's kingdom. Said, God, I'm crucifying my flesh. I'm putting my body under. God says that there will be a harvest. Everybody say harvest. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. He said, don't mock God. Don't mock the justice of God. You'll always have a harvest on what you plant. If you live only to satisfy your own sinful nature, you'll harvest decay and death from your sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. What's your harvest right there? Everlasting life is what he said. The God kind of life. I mean, I know Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. I mean, I ever heard that verse before. He said, that's the kind of life that I came for you. And he says, whenever you sow to the spirit, that's the type of life that you get. So I gave you those scriptures in your worship guide. I'm just gonna have you underline some things in those scriptures. You don't have to take a lot of notes today and all that stuff. But there's just a few things. So, so in that scripture, uh, uh, the, the first one, Galatians chapter six, just, just underline ever, everlasting life. That's one of, the, one of the things that you'll reap over the next 12 months, I believe, the rest of this year. That, that just turn your expectation up for just God to do some, some, some big things in your life, things that only he can do. The next one is, is uh, Psalms chapter 126, verse number five and six. Those who sow in tears. How many of y'all, that was y'all on about day four. Some of y'all did water fasting, I can tell you. Uh, we did some water fasting, I could tell you, by about day one and a half. You're not physically crying, but your body is screaming. <laughs> just like a mad, crazy person just on the inside of your guts, just turning around like, feed me, feed me, feed me. But, but God said there's a harvest on that. He says if you sow in tears, you'll reap in what? Joy. You'll reap in joy. And where does joy come from? comes from the Lord right and the joy of the Lord is your strength so God says there, there's times and we just went through yeah you sowed some some adversity and your body's crying out for some some stuff but he says you'll reap mercy he who continually goes forth weeping bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him and sheaves just means there's a harvest again he says, sometimes whenever you go prescient, bearing precious seed and you've got that seed in your hand and you've got to put it in the earth and it disappears and you wonder what happened with, with that stuff that you put in the ground. And there may be times and even during the fast, you're thinking, why am I doing what I'm doing? And you're just taking that and putting it in an unknown reality, which is the kingdom of God. You're investing it into his kingdom. And he says, you'll doubtless 
come again and there'll be a harvest on that when will it come I don't know I would like to tell you that it's gonna it'll be like a uh, uh, like a tomato plant I mean ever plant tomatoes before I mean I know not all seeds are like tomato plants I mean, I know some seeds, you plant them in the ground, and in three or four months, you'll have a harvest on it. But how many of y'all know a live oak really takes seven years before he starts dropping them acorns? So who knows if it's going to be this year or years from now, I can just tell you that, that even though your body was crying out, God wants you to know there'll be a harvest on that investment. There'll be a harvest on you putting your body under and moving towards him. The next verse is in Hosea chapter 10. Hosea chapter 10 Again here, he's talking about planting. And he says, sow for yourself righteousness. Sow for yourself righteousness. What's that mean? That just means investing in the kingdom of God. Righteousness just means you're in right standing with God. And he says, whenever you sow into that, what do you reap? How many of y'all need some mercy this year? I need it already. We're only three weeks in. God says, you're going to reap mercy in 2018 because of why because you sowed righteousness you had some tears right your body was crying out for some for a hamburger how many y'all just can't wait to eat a hamburger (coughs) yes yes Tommy sent a picture I guess it was a party or some type something he's at where y'all at Harlequin Tommy or Mazen's Vic and Anthony's Lord have mercy everybody what's everybody eating Tommy steak covered in crab he sent, me, he sent me a picture. Tommy sent me a picture. Crab cakes. Yes. How many of y'all ready for a crab cake? Yes. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready too. Tommy sent me a picture. You know, he said, man, this is what they're eating all around me at Vic and Anthony's. I'm having some asparagus, right? I'm having, I'm having some vegetables. And they're eating, they're eating crab cakes, right? And his body's crying out, crying out. How many of y'all need mercy this year? I'm going to need mercy this year. God said, I'll watch out for you, and I want you to know. He woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning and let you know. And when you sowed into righteousness, there's a harvest on it. This year, you'll reap mercy instead of judgment. Why? Because you just took steps towards me. Whether it was one day worth of steps or 21 days worth of steps, whether it was 63 meals or one meal, you took a step towards me, and I'm happy, and you'll reap mercy. Come on, and somebody say amen to that. I'll take it if you want. I'll say, God, I'm going to hold him to that word, right? Whenever I, whenever I mess up, stub my toe, act like an idiot, I'm going to be like, Lord, you said mercy. <laughs> you said mercy. And he'll give you that mercy. He goes on. He says, break up your fallow ground. Break up the fallow ground. Fallow ground just means the ground that's never been plowed before. And for some of you, this is a ground that's never been plowed before. You've never given up a meal for Jesus right? This is fallow ground. I mean, I ain't never done this. I've never done a water fast. I've never done no meats, no sweets. What are you doing? You're just breaking up ground that's never been broke up before. How many of you ever watch uh, uh, the, what's that, Gold Rush? Some of y'all watch Gold Rush, right? And they come into that, they call it virgin ground, ground that's never been plowed before. They got this giant hook on the back of that huge D10 dozer. And it's not a plow, it's just one stick metal rod that they drop down into that earth and all of the horsepower, right, two or 3,000 horsepower is all generated to that one point that goes down into the earth and they break that fallow ground. They cut that earth up. If you're going to plant a field that's never been planted before, drop that thing down and you break that thing up. Uh, what are you doing? Well, he's going to tell you what, 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 what the end game is. Because after you break it up, then you would disc it. How many of you ever had a garden before? 
right, then you're going to diss that thing. Then you're going to put it out in rows. Come on, can I get a witness? Then you're going to get you some purple whole peas. Yes, Jesus. You're going to go out there and you're going to put them peas in the ground. Maybe some sweet corn. That you're going to cut off the cob, make some cream corn. Better yet, you're going to let your mama do it for you. Just drop the corn off at her house. Say, Mama, make me some cream corn and some, and some purple whole peas, right? But you got to break up that fallow ground. He tells you what the, what, the, what the result is. He says, for it was time to seek the Lord till he comes and he reigns righteousness on you. Your, your initiative to just do something you've never done before and to break up that fallow ground. And maybe this is your fifth time to do it. You know, maybe you've been fasting for a long time. There's always an investment. There's always a return in God's kingdom. But he says here, he says, because you broke up that fallow ground, I've been wanting to rain some things to you, but it wouldn't get through your hard heart. But now the fallow ground of your heart has opened up to me. And this year... I'll rain some things on you. I've been trying to rain on you for a long time. But now the seed can get in, the water can get in, and you'll see results and things will spring forth in your life that you've never seen before. Why? Just because you sowed into righteousness, right? That verse is for you, right? That verse is for me. The next one is, uh, the last one I'll give you, and then we'll talk about well, what, do, what do we do next is Romans chapter 5. Verse number three, this is what our fasting did for us. It says, suffering produces perseverance. You got it? Put it up there. Jesus' name. Romans chapter five, verse three through five. I'm gonna kind of start in the, in the, it says not only you, but also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering, now this is where I want us to start is suffering produces perseverance. How many of you suffering produces perseverance? Yes. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. It's a great verse. So part of our suffering was doing something. In, it was doing things in you. It wasn't just you not eating uh, a steak. God was trying to instill some character in you, instill some self-control, and that really only comes through suffering. That's what it tells us here. It says if you want character, I mean, I know that's why you go to boot camp, right? They're going to run it in you, right? <laughs> They're going to push up it in you, right? You're going to do mountain climbers till you feel like you've went up and down the mountain four times. What are they trying to do in you? They're just trying to put some suffering in there because that perseverance is going to put some character in there. And then whenever your fight or flight initiative comes up, there's going to be something in you that says, no, I am my brother's keeper. I'm going into the battle. I'll take this hill. I'm going to drag my buddy out, right? Where did you get that from? From suffering. Right? So you don't even realize it, but there were some things in you. You said, man, there was some suffering, but with that came perseverance, and with that came some character, and then with that came some hope. And he says, once you have those working in your life, you won't be put to shame. What a great verse. You won't be put to shame. And then he goes on. The last part of it, he says, he says for God's love has been poured into your hearts through the Holy Spirit, and he has been given 
to us. He was given to you, the Holy Spirit given to you. All right, so now the next part is, is now what? That's what, that's what I felt like the Lord wanted me to give you as far as that's what your fasting has done in your life. So you ought to cut this little part out or put it up on your, on your refrigerator and, uh, b- because this is, this is promises to you for sowing and investing into his kingdom, investing into yourself, investing in righteousness. He says, I'm going to have mercy on you and I'm going to reign on your life. I'm going to do some things in your life. But now if the fast is ending, now what right and we've provided goodies out there right but the idea is not for y'all to go crazy how many y'all know what I'm saying I had to have a talk with my kids last night I said now listen y'all done 21 days no meats no sweet ain't had sugar in 21 days really proud of you don't go crazy tomorrow don't go crazy don't I know there's gonna be cotton candy and there's gonna be all that I said just pick one Somebody said, you did water only. Never done that before in your life. And I didn't ask them to do that. Just straight up did it. Like, I want to do it. And struggled through it and suffered through it. Cried through it some. And, but, but came out on the other side and said, hey, you took some good self-control steps last 21 days, right? So uh, we're going to have some fun. I'm going to go out there and, 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 and eat. But there is, there is some of this stuff that, that we don't want to pick back up again, right? We don't, don't want to pick it back up again. Don't, don't want to go crazy. So the now what is, is I've read one article, and I've, I've read this years ago that I love it. And this is one minister the Lord told him. He said, I want you to live a fasted lifestyle, which fasted lifestyle just means, he said, what does that mean? He said, Lord told him, he said, just don't, just don't get full. Don't gorge yourself. How many I ever... <laughs> <laughs> I, I took my daughter uh, and I'm about to wrap this up but I, me and my daughter we went to Las Vegas because she wanted to go to Vegas right me and Noble go hunting and stuff and some of y'all know this she said uh, I said what do, you, what do you want me to take you she says Vegas and she didn't think I'd take her to Vegas I said I'll take you to Vegas <laughs> so over the course of six months or something you know in one month I bought the tickets and the next month I bought whatever so I spaced it out and we, I took her to Vegas and I brought her to one of these buffets in Vegas you know <laughs> yes and we waited in like line for an hour to get up to the front. And I didn't know how much this thing cost until, until I got up there and the lady's ringing me up and it was $100. That's what I said, Christian. I, and this is after waiting in line for an hour. And I told Ansley, I was like, Ansley, this thing is $100. And she just smiles like, who cares? <laughs> to her, it's like, yes, I could tell all my friends I had a $100 buffet. And it was like 50 for her, 50 for me. So it was 100 bucks. And then they want you to like, you know, tip and, and all the taxes and all that type of stuff. And I looked at her. I said, do you want to stay? <laughs> I was hoping she was going to be like, no, daddy, that's too much. She was like, what are you, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Because they have everything positioned so you can see them. You know, they're over there like making crepes with Nutella in them. Can I get a witness? Yes. Put some whipped cream on top of the Nutella crepe. So, of course, I look at her and I go. Okay, baby, I brought you to Vegas. Here we go. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you better eat. <laughs> I mean, I know kids, they'll only get a plate, you know, and they're just like, you better go back for four plates. There better, better be a plate graveyard by the time you get done eating. You're going to, we, you better eat, right? You better eat. But we can kind of get that, that, that whole attitude of like, man, we got to have four plates, right? A fasted lifestyle just means that you know when to say when, you know, I remember that slogan. You just know when to say when. So the now what is, is for me, it's just working on living a fasted lifestyle, which is just not going crazy. 
But then the, na- the last part is of the now what is, is in James chapter five, is, is there's a waiting game here. And he says, meanwhile, friends, wait patiently for the master's arrival. You see, farmers do this all the time. They wait for their valuable crops to mature, patiently letting the rain do its slow but sure work. Be patient like that. Stay steady and strong. The master could arrive at any time. Now we're talking about you sowing and investing and planting into your own future, into the future of your kids, into righteousness and God's, God's family. And he says, listen, I'm going to rain on you. And there's a harvest of, 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 of honor. There's a harvest of mercy. There's a harvest there. But how many of y'all know the Lord's slow sometimes? How many of you ever experienced that? He says right here, the first part of the verse, he says, he says the master is slow and of course this is talking about one day Jesus is going to come back on the earth but how many of y'all know sometimes it can seem like Jesus is, is slow in your own life how many of ever experienced that before how many of y'all prayed for somebody for a long time you're like man I've been praying for them for like three years I done invited them to church a hundred times right and it can seem like Jesus you're taking forever to get here forever when are you going to show up but he says he says you're sowing or you're investing in yourself and in the kingdom of God he says wait patient for it be patient for it. God's reign is coming but it's steady and it's slow how many ever planted really planted a garden or really planted something in the ground I mean I know you may not see something for a while Come on, you know what I'm talking about? You put the seed in the ground and you think that it's, that you may even forget about it. How many of you ever forgot about something? You planted something and you forgot about it and then up it comes. You're like, man, look what I got here. Woohoo! Uh, but, but you can put it in the ground and it takes a while for that thing to work. It takes a while for the rain and the soil to do its thing. So my encouragement, what I'm trying to say is, is if you don't see no results by March or by June or by October, maybe that's just a bigger harvest there. Maybe God's got something for you and it's not in the tomato category, it's in the oak category. And it just takes a little while for that thing to get to the point to where you're eating its fruit. But he says, stay steady, stay strong, stay patient. Come on, these are things you can underline. Whenever you think, man, it ain't gonna work, it ain't gonna work. No, 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 just stay steady, stay strong, stay patient. God's doing a work in your life. He's doing something for you. All right, last verse I'm going to give you. Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 7 and 8. He says, blessed is the man who trusts me. Just underline trust me. God wants you to trust him. You've trusted him this far. Just don't quit. Trust me. And the woman who sticks with God. I mean, I know we think God blesses everybody. He don't. I'll just tell you, he don't. He loves everybody, but his blessing is reserved for certain people. In this verse, it says, blessed is the man who trusts God. Blessed is the person that sticks with God. So the fasting is ending today, but you sticking with him ain't ending today, right? You trust in him ain't ending today. You keeping your body under ain't ending today. No, we're going forward, right? Green pastures greener pastures, still waters. Come on, you've, some of you have found peace that you hadn't had in a long time. Found strength and self-control you did not know that you had until these past couple of weeks. Come on, stay strong, stay steady, stay trusting, stick with him. He says, be like a tree that's replanted in Eden. Put down roots 
near the rivers. Just underline, put down roots. Never worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf. Serene and calm through droughts, but bearing fruit in every season. It's good. In other words, does, it, does us fasting 21 days mean that you no, no, you're going to have some droughts. I can tell you. And there'll be some hot days. But, but the Bible says you won't drop your leaf. In other words, you won't wilt under the weight of the heat. You'll still bear fruit. You can still be fruitful in a season of adversity, right? You can still carry that into adversity, right? This is a promise of God that if you'll trust him, if you'll stick with him, if you'll still stay steady, if you'll stay patient, the rain will come. But there will be some, 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 some adversity. There's uh, another scripture that I wasn't going to give you, but I'll give it to you because I got a couple minutes and I want to. Uh, one of, this is another one that the Lord gave me while I was laying there was that uh, the Bible says that Mary pondered things in her heart and she held on to them. In other words, whenever Mary's holding Jesus, she knew the prophecy of the Messiah. She knew that there were going to be some difficult times ahead, some dark times ahead. But she had enough self-awareness to take some promises and hide them within her heart and ponder on those. So instead of pondering on the difficulty, she pondered on the promises. She hid those on the inside of her heart. So while she's walking with the Messiah up Golgotha to the place of the skull and watching him being crucified, what's hidden in her heart are those promises of a Messiah that you can't kill. You may take his body, but that'll be the only thing you can touch and he'll get that back right she just hid those things in her heart so there's certain things that the Lord may have spoken to you about people in your family or about your finances about your future or about your career does that mean that you're going to go out and start a fortune 500 company in 2018 no you may grow, go broke in 2018 right Jesus died but he did not stay dead but Mary watched her son stabbed crucified and hung on a tree but he did not stay dead. So the idea is for us to stay strong, stay steady. And it may be not 2019 before you start your Fortune 500 company, right? But whatever that thing is that God's hidden in your heart the past 21 days, don't let anything shake you off of it. Just stay steady with it. And, 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 and think about the promises instead of the problems. Just keep your mind on that. And uh, I gave you the very first one. Go back to the first one, Galatians chapter 6, because I left a piece off that I want to give you because this is, this is how I want to end. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live according to the Spirit will have a harvest of everlasting life from the Spirit. But the very next verse is, he says, so let us not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not give up. Last verse I want to give you. I'm going to read it again. Because after all that, after Galatians chapter 6, he says, don't mock the justice of God. You sowed it, you'll reap it. But then he sums it up just by saying, hey, 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 don't get tired of doing what's good. Don't let this be the end of doing what's good. 
at just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. If you don't give up, there's a harvest of blessing. So those are the verses the Lord wanted me to give to you, right? I had a whole other message I was going to do about vision and all the fun activities we're going to be doing. The Lord said, no, no, no. They need to know what, what, what their step towards me was a step forward and there's a blessing there. There is a mercy there and there is an honor there and, and, and I'm happy and I'm, I'm proud of you. If you didn't do any of the fast, you don't know anything, just know this, that anytime you make a move towards God, there's not, never an NSF. He's, it never returns void. Anything you do in his kingdom, if you put a dollar in his kingdom, there's a return on that investment. There is. Whatever you do for him lasts and it's the only thing that lasts.